Welcome to Recommissioned, a bi-weekly podcast where we go back to watch Battlestar Galactica. Each week, I'm joined by my good pal Matt, who has only seen the episodes up to the one we're covering. Now, I've seen them all. On this week's episode, we bring you Season 2, Episode 14, Black Market. Guys, she's afraid of you. Why are you asking me this? You saved my life, and I'm grateful. But I sense that there is some unease in you about assuming the presidency, and I'd like to offer you an out. You what? Resign. Return to your scientific work on Galactica. No one will question your motives. You can consider it a second chance like the one you gave me. Charming. Doctor? Mr. Anderson, Black Market has freshly been viewed by you. When did you when did you watch this episode? I watched let's see, I watched it last night right before bed, and then I watched it again just now. You doubled like down. Right you I did got. a little double down, did, a little double D. I did double down on this one. I like it. Well a little bit of the old double. You could probably guess from some of the Facebook activity that there <laughs> might have been a consensus, but not necessarily. But you would argue that it is we did see some, what am I trying to say, polarizing opinions on this one? Oh, for sure. You know, there were a couple that started to stray towards spoilers. I, I stopped reading here and there. But, yeah, it seemed like people had some, uh, some feelings about this. <laughs> some feelings. Feelings, nothing more than. So tell me your feelings about Black Market. And even better, tell me about your thoughts. Well, you know, there's a double-edged sword in this episode because, for one, I have been wanting some more backstory for Lee, especially with the whole, you know, in the, the resurrection ship where he's floating in space and his death wish felt a little out of nowhere. You're like, holy shit, Lee's all suicidal? What's, what's going on? What's this? Mm. So I, I was excited to get into that, but then it left me a little bit underwhelmed. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, this episode, I feel like... I feel very middle of the road on this one. Uh, I definitely, it, it's definitely one of the lesser episodes we've gone thus far and probably, probably the weakest of the season so far. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not all bad. Like, there is good shit in it. Um, like, like we were talking about before we start recording, Bill Duke, who plays uh, Felon, Phelan, I think. Phelan. I always got his name mix, mixed up because I got it confused with, like, the girls. Paya, Phelan, everybody's got fucking weird P names. Yeah. In this Siobhan. Siobhan. Just think, Siobhan, oh, Siobhan. Siobhan. Yeah, it sounds Siobhan. like a weird fabric for like old lady slippers. Ah, oh, like I have my Siobhan slippers. <laughs> it does. Like it would be like a weird fur around the edge of the ankle. That's the Siobhan. <laughs> right. You got to clean that separate. You got you to hand wash it. It's delicate. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. And dude, and I struggle there. You know what I struggle with this one? Yes. Is that I know, what I, of, I know what I struggle with. What I struggle with is that on paper, I like all of this. Like, Going into, you know, fucking Zarek coming in, showing his shady ass up again. Black market dealings, a fucking underworld criminal boss having some power and and having to investigate that. And Lee's getting involved. This all sounds great on paper. And there is just something in the execution of it. And I think a lot of it is there are so many characters in this episode who appear this time and this time only. And you're like, whoa, okay, I'm supposed to have feelings for these people like it just kind of they just threw these like characters at us um whereas i always thought one of the greatest strengths of the show was really diving deep on our core you know six seven characters and like really 
plumbing the depths of them and who they are. This is one of the first times where I feel like oh, we just got a lot of these ancillary characters kind of tossed in, and I'm like, I don't really expect to see them anymore. Uh, they, they're kind of one-dimensional. I'm not terribly interested in them, and then they're gone. And I'm like, eh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's probably my biggest complaint here. And also, dude, to be honest, the flashbacks kept fucking throwing me for a loop. And I feel like that was a very odd choice. Like, you know, the way this, this episode opens even with Lee in bed with Siobhan. I started with like, oh, so this is a flashback? This is a flashback to him on Caprica? Because part of the the structure of this show, like the base fundamental idea of it is that, you know, it begins with the bombing of Caprica by the Cylons and, the you know, sending the fleet out and this is the last of humanity. That's a very big before and after event. So whenever you show me a flashback, my mind immediately goes to, so this must be before the attack and this is now something on Caprica. And it took me a good 15, 20 minutes into the episode to realize, oh, wait, no, this Siobhan person is somebody here and now and the other flashbacks are his flashbacks to this woman in Caprica. That shit was confusing mm. um, and detracted for it from me. So, yeah, man, that's what sucks is, like, I like the uh, – you pitched this idea to me. I probably would have given it the green light, too. I've been like, yeah, cool. Lee's got to do a, a fucking basically, like, homicide detective investigation into the black market. I'm down. That sounds interesting. And, you know, like, that sounds good. And just I don't know, man. It just kind of rubs me the wrong way. Like, I'm having, having a hard time pinning down exactly what I don't like about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is some cool stuff in here. I mean, like, the – and this sounds weird to say, but the violence of this episode was fucking badass. Like, it was, it was shocking in a way that I, I didn't expect. And it was intense, and it felt very true criminal underworld violence shit. And so that's, there was some cool stuff there. Uh, I liked Gaius this episode. There was some cool shit with him. Uh, him you know, I love the moments with Gaius with backbone. That's nice. That's always re- it's like, ah, it's a good drink of water when Gaius is, you know, he gets his, his strength up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Sure. So that was some stuff I enjoyed. But, yeah, I'm, I'm very mixed about this episode, leaning towards negative, to be honest. Right. Yeah. I think it's fair. I think you have a fair criticism here. So, so Black Market is, I remembered it very... I, I, when I thought back on Black Market, I always remembered, sadly, I, I always remembered the episode of Bill Duke, I remember being shitty, which is unfortunate because Bill Duke's pretty cool. He's a cool character actor, right? I mean, he's, right, not, he's, so good. he's not stretching the limits of, of, of the fucking thespian craft. You know what I mean? He's just an imposing right. and menacing guy who has a kind of way about him, and he's a natural on camera for that particular role. Right. Totally. And, and yeah. like, I, I dig Bill Duke. I'm not ready to suck him off because, you know, he was in The Predator and, and was a Green Beret that was eaten for breakfast by Arnold once in Commando. But, <laughs> but I dig him as a character actor. I think he's cool. Here's my problem with this, with this episode. Almost everything. <laughs> okay. And, and I'm, and I'm going to try not to be an asshole because I don't want to shit on it because I think there are good things in it too. In fact, in my opinion, there is a moment – there is a moment in this episode, and why bury the lead? There's a moment in this episode where when Lee shoots Mac, I'm calling him Mac, but his name's Phelan. When, <laughs> when he shoots Phelan, I remember th- going like this. Fucking yes, God, Jesus, finally, fuck. <laughs> and I'll tell you why I yeah. felt that way. Because I think the whole thing is ridiculous. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why, because I can't wrap my head around it logistically. Mm, the it, black market as, a, as an entity. As an this. entity, I, I get it a little bit, but, it, okay. but it's a stretch. And I'm going to tell you why I, I personally think it's a stretch. I think that if you remember what we said a, an episode or two ago, 
this is a, a football stadium of people, okay? Right, right. There's a football stadium of people and a pretty large military presence. I, 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 I find it hard to believe that this wasn't a thing earlier in the show. That's true. Okay. Yeah. If, it, if it gained this much strength, uh, considering the small intimate nature of 50,000 people on, in one fleet, okay, there's that. But whatever. All that aside, I just, I find it, this, this, isn't, this isn't a city where there's due process and you have to go to lawyers. I think the second, I think the second <laughs> that this becomes reality, these guys are fucking gone. They're dead. You're murdered. The like, criminals? Yeah. The, if I'm a Dama, yeah. I send a fucking strike team in and this thing is over. This isn't like <laughs> civilian law where I go, oh, maybe they're criminals. Dude, you killed a commander. You, you killed a second in charge of a battle star. You're dead. All bets are off. Fucking kill a police officer in a giant city and see what happens. See how they mobilize. You're talking about 50,000 people and you killed a commander. A, not a commander. You killed a, a colonel. A colonel? You killed a colonel. There's, 50, there's a stadium of people. You killed a colonel. Dude, right. you're not sending just Lee. You're putting the word out. You're on the fucking 1MC. And you're like, there's a reward for all these guys. We want them all caught. Every one of them. <laughs> like, I wanted a massive reaction and whenever I thought, dude, Lee, you're going to deal with this guy? And he just shot him at the end. It was the best feeling of all time. So oh, there's, there's a lot of things. There's a lot I don't like in this episode, but there's a lot of awesome moments in this episode, which is why I, it's a very, I understand why it's super polarizing. It's actually polarizing in my own mind. Gaius, same, same. Gaius Seriously. was fucking awesome in this episode. I loved yeah, him. Um, I loved him. I like the idea of, like this underground thing developing, but why does it have to be a black market? Can't it just be a market where people are like, fuck, I can get you this, I can get you that, we can trade. Hey, I got cigars. And in the way they moralize, like, so what guys wants fucking cigars? And so what that Ty <laughs> traded whatever for fruit? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I hate the way they demonize the whole idea of it. And then to throw the child slavery thing at the end is just so stupid. Like, <laughs> We didn't, what, what pisses me off is we needed that for the people to fist pump when they blow Phelan away at the end. But instead, yeah. we don't, we, we can't just say you killed Fisk. So instead, the writers get lazy. They dirty up Fisk to make go, oh, he was involved in some shady shit. Was he? I mean, that lacks depth to me. I feel like they could have made it a little more interesting and said, yeah, Fisk is a commander. He was in a tough spot with Admiral Kane. Bloody fucking blah, all this bullshit, and then they could have just said, "Oh, and he got murdered by some fucking guy somewhere on in this black market." Fifty thousand people, by the way. Where is he hiding? <laughs> right. Go get him. Right. <laughs> Dude, and, and whenever there was colonial officers down there, or or even Pegasus officers down in that bar, you guys, you you didn't you, the scuttlebutt is nobody knows that that fifth got killed. Come on, bro. <laughs> there's no fucking way. Like your criminal enterprise flourishes in a civilian environment when there are police who have to follow laws and there's due process and lawyers and courts. When you're right. in, when you, when you have 50,000 people left and you're in this military situation where they're kind of running the show, there is no civilian police force. You don't just kill Fisk, even though he's a fat piece of shit and whatever. And like, we'd like to laugh at him. He's still, he's still Colonel Fisk. You don't just kill yeah. Colonel Fisk. And then, 
You know what happens when you do that? You get your fucking shit pushed in. Lee doesn't go on the sly. Adama goes, <laughs> I, I wanted Adama to be like, this is fucking unacceptable. Yeah. No, I agree. The the, the tone in which they it's talk way about too Fisk being murdered. Oh, I was like, that's sick? Stupid. That's it. Like, holy shit. Like, a fucking commander murdered in his, like, quarters. C- correct. That's fucking crazy. Right. Um, the one, the one thing I will give this this episode credit for too. About I'm sorry, the I ranted market. there. I got a little, uh, got a little heated. Say <laughs> he's got your emotions all riled up, <laughs> antsy boy. Um, but no one, one thing I do think is is interesting. Even though I don't think this episode handles it necessarily all that well, is the idea of a black market among such a small populace, fifty thousand people. I think part of what would benefit it is that small size because it's involved it, where it's like in a huge city of like 5 million people, the black market is small. It's got a, you know, it has to basically hide and it's very kind of like, you know, it's the fucking vampire masquerade. They're fucking hiding it and, and trying to keep it, you know, a low down. Whereas in this, it almost, if they're big enough and they're supplying enough people, if basically like every single civilian has maybe traded something at some point on the black market and it's basically just a part of everyday commerce because there's not that many places to go and even the military, you know, individuals in the military are involved and everything. I like the idea of it just spreading its tentacles and like literally everybody is involved with it to some degree. Mm-hmm. That's kind of interesting because it's like everybody has skin in the game because everybody I, I kind totally of, agree with you. I just with think it? in that point, yeah. it, it's just the market. Why right, do they have right. to add the child slavery? Like, you know what that I mean? That shit. It's just dumb. Yeah. It, 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 a, a market just springs up. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. It just would spring up. There's supply and demand. It, that, why is it a black market? Are they dealing in assault weapons? I saw like <laughs> fucking jewelry and fruit. It's a black market. Medicine? What are you black. talking about? I fucking traded that scary black. I, I traded black. three pineapples for a, for Advil, and you're gonna come after me? Like fuck <laughs> you! I hope the Cylons win. Then go fuck yourself. You are, <laughs> you are marching down the path of Cylon sympathizer. <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying, right? I'm, I'm yeah, being no, obviously do. facetious here, but but yeah. for the most part, I just think it's kind of silly. Like the whole idea of it is silly to me. I I like be, be, because logistically there are things that that kind of perturb me. Um, Rosalind pissed me off. She's on my shit list lately yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I just think I think it was I think it's disrespectful to the Fist character what it feels like to me is somebody somebody strolled into this show and was like oh whatever fucking we'll use Fisk and just wrote an episode where we're like oh we're just gonna write him out of the series and, yeah and, and, I was and, surprised and, and his casual fashion like dude what's stupid about that is if it was Colonel Ty that got murdered they wouldn't have dispatched Lee on the down low to go snoop around Dude, right. the guy got garroted in his quarters. Guess what? All of your friends, Phelan, are dead within 24 hours. <laughs> I'm serious. That's what yeah. happens in real life. On That's why this was just too much of a stretch for me. It, it, it wasn't like they vanished into It's not like, oh, a police officer gets shot in his car in, in, in fucking New York City, and the guy's hiding among five million or three right. million, whatever right. it is. You know what I'm saying? You, you yeah. murdered... You murdered a guy who's like three breaths away from running the fleet, and like yeah. nobody, everyone's like, ah, well, well, he, well, he had a bracelet. He's a real piece of shit. <laughs> like, uh, come on, dude. I, I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like the way. What I wanted from Adama here, especially, was to be like, this is, there's no fucking way. This is unacceptable. And the fact that Lee's like, oh, it looks like, looks like maybe we dodged a bullet with this one because he was into some shady stuff. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> right. Like, what? What? 
I just thought uh, it was dumb. I'm not saying I like love it. Fisk and I think he's an upstanding moral guy, but I think it. I think it shows. It's a little. It's just weak to me from a writer right. perspective. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, and just like sticking with you know, just to be consistent with a character. I feel like Adam is the kind of guy who's like. It's not just that Fisk was murdered and I'm upset that Fisk was murdered. It's that breach of they are threatening the core of, of our institution, basically, our, our hierarchy. Correct. Like they have attacked one of the highest ranking members of it, and, and that can't just sit unaddressed. Like that cannot stand. Right, and it would have been that, so yeah. much cooler. Like it's, they were – here's why this is so lazy. Now I'm getting really mad because I'm thinking about it more. Here's why this episode's <laughs> so lazy to me. Because Chevon and, and Paya are there just to make you feel good when he kills fucking Phelan. It's so dumb. Pretty much. They yeah, can't rely much. on the murder of Fisk. They couldn't write that more compellingly, so they had to put in a fucking heartstring, which is so fabricated. And then the flashbacks are so <laughs> dumb. Why has Lee never had a flashback about this girl before? Thought about her, mentioned her, talked about her, or had her when he actually ejected from Ever. the Blackbird? Right. That's where flashbacks right. piss me the fuck off. Because now, exactly. now you're being dumb and you're trying to retcon his feelings about something so you can make this stupid plot work. And it's dumb as shit, the Siobhan. <laughs> the Siobhan plot's dumb. Like, it's I bad. believe Lee going to see a prostitute and fucking her. Fine, whatever. Sure, I could see him just as easily fucking Dwala or whoever the fuck he wants. Right, right. What the fuck? Fine, what whatever. That? And she's a smoke show, the, the, the prostitute. Yeah. Fine, I get it. Maybe even have a relationship with her. But then it gets too, I don't know. I, you know, you can rework this. Rework a little bit, and I think, and I think now to the credit of pro people who like this episode, and yeah, it's cool, it's a cool, it's an, it's another perspective, and yeah, we can see the underbelly and what people do to get shit and all that jazz, and yes, I totally agree with that. I just think it's so outrageous that a guy like Fel, I don't give a fuck. You're an ex mercenary, you're a former military mercenary guy. Yeah, really. Cool. How many friends do you have in this 50,000 stadium-sized fleet of yours? Because I got two battle stars in a fucking wing, and I'm going to come crush you in 10 minutes. And I'm glad Lee said that at the end, because I was like, yeah, fuck this yeah. guy. The nerve, the balls on this guy. And I like Bill Duke. Don't get me wrong. But I'm like, dude, you're way out of your element. You're going to get crushed. You yeah. killed You killed a fucking colonel? You're dead. <laughs> you're done. You're over. Your business is done. You're dead. We're coming in with fucking Marines, and we're going to wipe you the fuck out. You're done. It's true. It's dumb. It's dumb. That's why I don't like it. Like, you want to get dirt on them. You want to muddy them up. You want to frame them for something. You want to make them look like a dickhead. You want to take pictures of three girls sucking his cock. Like, whatever. You can do shit like that, but you start you start garroting people in their quarters, in their colonels. Dude, you, you garrot one of the chief's men, and I'm sending out the fucking Marine team. Seriously? Let alone yeah. Fisk, even though I get it, he's a piece of shit, and... Yeah, he's involved in whatever, and we got to put this dumb girl on it to make feel something about it. But I don't know. Yeah, I'm ranting. No, I agree. I agree. Sorry, guys who listen to this podcast. This is a different side of me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're normally we normally suck off PSG so I do. hard. We I have, do. We, we haven't not both of us though. Like we haven't really strayed. You know, the worst that we've come uh, for before this really is just bad scenes and otherwise decent episodes. Right now, whereas like a lot of overall arcs of this episode are just not good. Now, Gaius is great. I love that he's yeah. like, fuck you, Rosalind. Love it. Yeah. Rosalind, by the way, get fucked. <laughs> uh, to be honest, I see where Rosalind's coming from too, though. Uh, it's pretty fucking rude and a rash move to just straight up 
ask somebody to resign. <laughs> like, that's pretty crazy. But, I mean, I feel like her instincts are correct. I sense from you that you are uneasy about being in, in government and being in charge of people. Have you thought about this? Yep, like, I don't right, – She's don't, on the right track. That's fine. she's shitty she, about it. Because she doesn't like him, though. Yeah, she's so basically. disrespectful. First of all, call him vice president when he walks in, not doctor, you bitch. You're doing that as a power <laughs> trip. Show some fucking respect. He's as legitimate as you are, bitch. You it's just, true. just fell to you. <laughs> Up on your dumb high horse. Anyway, not just that, but like the stuff with the stuff with her being like, let's shut down the You're gonna you're gonna shut down commerce that springs up among civilians. Are you sure you are, Mussolini? That's what you're gonna do? <laughs> Uh, Put her in the fucking airlock. Revolution time. God damn it. All right, let's go through like, the episode not and let f- me be a normal person again. She's like, I'm not a fascist. I just yeah. want government to control all <laughs> all business, and we can only have my religion, by you the way. You can say too. communist, too, Matt. I know you're really woke, and you're afraid to talk shit about the commies, but that's not their all bag. all beloved commies. That's their bag. I know you got your fucking marches. <laughs> but their bag controlling fucking commerce to the government that's their fucking they love they're that all shit. shitty stalin's got a boner over that oh hell yeah absolutely starve those peasant farmers starve them tell them what they do <laughs> we tell you now get in line and then get in another line and then get in another line and then one more line here's your bread is that what Rosalind wants to do <laughs> here's your government cheese you bunch of civilian fucks <laughs> That's Galactica Zone blue cheese. All right. Sorry, Daniel Fouch. He's in the live chat putting up with this. But um, Dude, Daniel Fouch is the lone soldier in there. They fucking soldiering on. Wow. He's, Thank you, Daniel. This, this black market getting a lot of traction in the live show today. <laughs> and as I compliment him, he calls me a Portland socialist. Thank you so much. <laughs> I saw Matt in a line the other day. Yeah. With his Castro hat on. <laughs> <laughs> going to yeah, going to the Santana concert. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. Uh, All right, Leaz is going on. Where are we? So we're opening at the beginning. We're opening at the end, right? He's got his fucking. I don't know. It looks like some sort of space PPK. You won't shoot. You're not like me. Cut two forty hours earlier. Cloud nine. I love Lee's lipstick, by the way. <laughs> it's really pink and beautiful. Wait, what? Did you catch Wait, his lipstick? Watch I the scene again. Look He's got like some. Looks like a gloss on his lips. I know they all have it because it's like camera, but it's pretty apparent. He's got glossy lips. <laughs> Boy, should we get? Should we go back to our uh, Galactica beef scale? <laughs> do, we, do we? Do we like Lee with gloss? Do you like him glossy or oh, unglossy, Dean? Man, god damn it, son! That is fucking <laughs> funny. Oh fuck. Fisk is out of the pool. Can't do a Fisk anymore. <laughs> we, got, we got less beefcakes to work with. Holy shit. We got to really evaluate what we're working with here. <laughs> I, hey, by the way, on that front, I like Coddle with some scruff. Hey, he's looking good. I like him. I like him gruffier. Oh, yeah, huh? That's <laughs> looking better. Are we there yet, though? No, we're not quite there yet. That um, is post-Fisk murder. Post-Fisk murder, right. So, anyway, yeah, we see Lee, you know... Playing the patty cakes with Siobhan. And see, already I'm un- like, I was annoyed, but I was confused in an annoying way where I'm like, who fucks this? Exactly. Wait, is this a flashback? What is this? Like, I've never, and I know it's uh, 48 hours 
prior, but then I him showing him in bed made me think he was thinking about this or dreaming this or this is a fucking flashback. So that already threw me because we've never seen this character before of Siobhan. Nope. We've never heard her mentioned. Nope. It, it's just a one-dimensional character tossed in here. And I'm like, I don't know what to make of this. <laughs> you have to help me a little more, BSG. Is this somebody that's important? I need fucking Ron Moore to be like, no, don't worry about She's it. She's essentially an emotional cat's paw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we need a reason. We need a thing. Yep. So Rosalind, Fisk, Adam, and guys have a meeting. Supplies are running low, shortages on essential goods. They're turning to the black market. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you don't control it. It's black. <laughs> it's black market. It's bad. I can't get my fingers in it. <laughs> How <laughs> dare somebody sell their personal property to another person without me getting my fucking dirty ass Rosalind hands on it? <laughs> uh. <laughs> Sounds like she wants to become another fucking criminal underlord. Yeah. Fucking push the rest out so she controls it all, huh? That's right. Zarek. That's right. Guy, yes. Guy, yes. All right. <laughs> so they're turning uh-huh. to the black market. Billy had to trade liquor for antibiotics to help a presidential aide who had pneumonia. Really? <laughs> Are you sure? Right, right. So you know what it sounds like? Hey, Roslyn, you know what it sounds like? You got a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of liquor. Hey. For antibiotics. Probably cheaper than whatever cubits you don't have. There you fucking go. And you see, part of me that what bugs me about this too is like, why do you immediately go to the idea of we need to get a control over this and shut it down versus, all right, maybe we reach out a hand and be like, let's legitimize this. And it's like, so totalitarian. Let's, dude, it's let's so make a, Right. I like, can't even deal with it. It's so ang- angering to me. Right, because here's listen. Here's the hierarchy. Here's the conversation. Ready? It goes. We need to be. Billy had to trade antibiotics to help a presidential aide who had pneumonia. Then it goes to we need to be in control of our supply, of our supply chain from black market thugs. So the guy who had the medicine that you gave the liquor to is a black market thug because he wanted something in return for his medicine. Are you sure? What if his kid gets sick and he gave you all your medicine? Is your aide more important than his fucking kid? Seriously, fuck you, Rosalind. Like, is that not just trade or? No, dude, absolutely not. They're thugs. 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 Fisk's like, thugs I'll run those thugs. dogs down. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go tell my buddies to ease up and we'll Adama change Adama says, I'll do whatever it takes to bring down the terrible medicine liquor trader. But I won't <laughs> have the same passion when Colonel Fisk gets his throat <laughs> ripped out. <laughs> Well, Dean, he was participating in this horrible black market. This horrific trade that's, that's established around the military's incompetence to fucking get a shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other weird thing about this, as much as I, there are aspects of the black market idea that I am interested in, I still go, wait a minute, there are only so many ships in this fleet. Where are the supplies coming from like how could you not know where they where they are like it's only 50,000 or so people like and there's this there's a they set number of ships there's not ships coming and going they're not stopping at planets and trading with other people like no like this is it let's say i can't remember the number but let's say you know including the, the two battle stars maybe 200 civilian ships okay that's it like 
you can't get your hands around that. Like, don't you have like, like Daniel Fouch pointed out in the chat, like there's not like a colonial supply officer who's in charge of these things. And there's like a system. Like, it seems like, you know, that's the other silly part about this. There, this is very, this is very trackable. This is not the biggest supplies, the biggest supply shipments going out have got to be, you know, two or three fucking truckloads worth of something. Sure. Tops. Like sure. it's not that big. I'm getting more that's angry. I'm sorry. <laughs> because Fisk and guys have a talk in the hallway, and it goes something like, Fisk says she doesn't really think her made-up plans and regulations are going to change anything, does she? Which I like. Good line. Guys reminds Fisk of the Dom Sports president for the moment. And Fisk says, well, then I do for the moment. I also like that. Mm-hmm. And then Fisk and guys are pals because Fisk sent him cigars. Here's some more weak-ass writing. <laughs> what characters are benefiting from the black market, Matthew? Would you say the most beloved characters or is it Gaius and Ty? Fuck you, episode. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, Do you know what I mean? Fuck. Come on. Right. Right. It's all not, of, it's not all of our chief. shady characters. Right. It's not Chief. It's not fucking Bill Adama. It's not Roslyn getting a little Kamala extract on the side. <laughs> of course not. It's the it's the oh it's those fucking ancillary characters. Wait oh, a we minute. We don't know about those characters. Wait a minute. Stop everything. All right, I'm stopping. Where the fuck was she getting Kamala extract? Wasn't that a thing? Wasn't that an? Didn't she mention she had to like get it on the down low? Probably. I feel like that was something that was said like back in season one. Like she had like a, a Kamala a Kamala extract dealer. connection. What the fuck is it called? I'm already forgetting. President, uh, uh, um. her kombucha extract. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Space kombucha heals my cancers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what the fuck? But I feel like I remember her saying something like that, like, she was getting that on the sly, like, it implying that, like, yeah, I bought her from a guy, like, in a, in a ship alley, <laughs> in a spaceship alley. Like, that's the black market. You're, you're buying drugs. What the fuck? Now I hate Bill Roslin. What the fuck? That's bullshit. <laughs> well, there, there we are. Here we are. We're canceling the podcast. Fuck this show. Fuck this piece of shit show. We're done. I'm going to go read all the spoilers. I'm going to read everything else on Wikipedia right now. That's it. We're over. <laughs> yeah. But no, that is some bullshit. Like, I swear, like, I want to go dig that up and find the episode where she first talked about that and where she got it. Like, I feel like it was some shady uh, shit. I, I don't know. Um, I just, I'm looking at Kamala on the BSG wiki, but it's just like a potent pharma- pharmacological substance with hallucinogenic properties. <laughs> Daniel, Daniel in the chat. The priestess that ate a landmine on Cobol was her supplier. Oh, that's true. <laughs> but where was she getting it? Probably. Black market. Yeah. Makes the world go round. Oh, damn it. See, they just need a fucking Willy Wong. They need a better crime <laughs> underlord. He just needs to be a good <laughs> ambassador. <laughs> like, we make the sunshine, give you all your drugs. Hell yeah. Everything you need, plus some liquor and some kisses, a black market. Yeah, I, well, you know, evil guy is so with his, mad with his supply of cigars. How evil and disreputable of him! Because all of a also, sudden, we're the fucking USS Enterprise, right? right. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, These judgmental fucks! <laughs> all of a sudden, Picard's in charge. <laughs> Filthy! Kill them all! <laughs> Ridiculous! Ridiculous! Least flashbacks, dumb. 
They tried to associate no, I, I, I them with talk, a spacewalk near death experience. Boo. Right. That's my notes. I want to talk one thing real quick. There is a weird moment on both of my watches. I paused and rewound it, and I still don't fucking know what to think of it. Okay. When, when Gaius is having that moment with Fist where he's talking about the cigars, and he's like, oh, you know, I not only got them, I enjoyed them as well. And he's like, well, I'll be looking forward to my, you know, next time I see you. Got a ship to run. And that's it. And Gaius has this moment where he looks at him like he is the worst person he's ever talked to. Like, he just shook hands with the fucking devil and walks away. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> feelings about Fisk that strong? You know what I mean? Hmm. Like, he walks away from him like, ugh, I shook hands with him. I'd have to see like, the exact moment ah, It's so weird. And, like, and of course, I feel like that plays into the way the episode wants us to feel about Fisk right. and be like, ew, he's killed, but fuck him. What, what, a, like, what, a, silly, what a silly angle. Yeah, man, that's what I'm saying. Like that so was what very if Fisk was going to the bar and getting a little dick suck? You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. I don't fucking know, man. Yeah, but the flashbacks, let's, let's go ahead and dive into that. All right, fucking let me just say glowy. this. Maybe, maybe, Gaius, maybe Gaius's look to Fisk was knowing that now this is becoming an investigation. Now he mm-hmm. probably thinks that Fisk is a problem because he knows that he participated in this black market thing. In that now there's a crackdown on it and it's concerning to him because he he has right. that response yeah, right true. after he's like, "Did you get the cigars I sent over?" <laughs> Maybe that's God's well, angle. That's the only thing I can think of. Now they're away from all these squares. You like them cigars? Yeah, hell yeah. So at least fracking a milf, whatever. And he's got these dumb visions of somebody he didn't have visions of last time he was in that exact position. By the way, the yeah. balls on this episode. To go to a moment that we knew he was contemplating lots of things and then try to convince us he was contemplating this even though he wasn't in that other episode. <laughs> like, don't it's tie pretty, it to yeah. a memory we've already seen, you nitwits. Fucking A. Anyway, Leah's good with the kid. She's cute, Paya. Um, naturally. Uh, Although he scares her with a doll. And shocker, she's a, a prostitute. And she gets very sick because of her, you know, very bad name, Paya. Yeah, the sick She's not good. For the children. It's not a good name. Know. Break up, name break a kid up. Pie, the, they're going to get sick. Well, don't worry, because we're going to make those kids slaves. <laughs> <sighs> so anyway, Fisk, Fisk talked. <laughs> You're at the black market. We provide you Kamala extract, a little Advil, some occasional liquor, child sex slaves. We have everything you fucking need. Yeah. That's it. Also, the balls on Fisk Christ. to show up at, at Fisk's murder in his quarters. Wait, who's? Phelan, sorry. Oh, oh, to actually, yeah, to go to his quarters. Yeah. Like, okay, dude. Pretty fucking shitty. Anyway. Wondered when you were going to show up. And then Garrett at him. Dead. Fucking done. Well, anyway, Leon Raptor, his thoughts are elsewhere with the crash, dumb flashbacks. They should have been there before. We move over to Ty, Dom, Mm -hmm. and Coddle, and Dead Fisk. From the looks of him, I'd say he was Garrett. Fucking Coddle. (laughs) They retrieve something from his mouth, a cubit. Let us know if you find anything. If I find anything, I may retire early. That actually made me laugh out loud. That's so good. So fucking good. I fucking like love him. More money in his corpse. <laughs> Ty and Adam are considered the culprit as a Cylon. Adam refers them to killing each other. And then Bill tells uh, Lee. Bill asks Lee to lead the investigation. Lee suggests someone from the Pegasus. The commander isn't sure he can trust anyone over there yet. Kane's influence lingers. See, now that is also one of my first points of contention with Adama in this so episode. Dumb. I'm like, dude, I, I can kind of see the reasoning of, I'm not sure how much of those people like me over there. I need someone who will actually trust they me. They like this. Yeah, yeah. Like, hello. Like, that's, 
<laughs> I'm like, that's true and all, but again, it's pretty hard to get away, you know, to, to handle this without looking like a bunch of fucking, you know, being a bunch of nepotists if you're going to fucking appoint your son for all the important positions right. <laughs> and all the investigations involving their people. I don't trust them, son. Go be in my name. Be fucking in the name of him, capital H. In the name of I, Come Adama. <laughs> You don't think these guys are going to be pissed off that Fisk got killed? We know he had their respect. Right, right. And uh, there's still tension among... Like, I, I feel like it works against his own concern. Cor- like, he's correct. like, well, I they, agree. they don't trust point. me over there at Pegasus, so I, I, better, <laughs> I better appoint somebody <laughs> that I can trust that will surely insult and piss them off and make them question the integrity of this investigation. My own son. Perfect. <laughs> So anyway, Lee's going, Lee Trump, goes to the Pegasus. Eric Trump Jr., you go. You go find out. <laughs> Lee goes yeah, to the Pegasus. Way. Fisk's uh, room, lots of blood. He finds the Capricorn cigars. He finds jewelry, the E.T. etching. He takes it. Guy's Baltar. Oh, yeah. Ellen Ty, Colonel Ty, Gaius, all the evil ones. They're the only ones <laughs> who have needs beyond the fucking military rations. Dude, and by the way, this moment and this episode also made me go, Oh yeah, where the fuck's Ellen Ty? I haven't seen her in so long. Like, what is what is she doing? Where is she? She's never around. Did the did the actress who played her have a contract of like I'm I am in five minutes per season? You pick them. That's it. Yeah. I'm not fucking doing yeah. any more than that. It's weird. Guy shows up. The crime scene. Oh my god, what's going on here? Lee cons- considers the good doctor. Where's Where's Fisk? Lee tells him of Fisk's death. He also asks Gaius of the cigars. Isn't this your brand? You know what, Lee? Yeah, I'm pissed at Lee in the scene. Fuck I was like, you. really? Hey, Lee, I get it that Adam is your daddy, but come on, dude. He's being like the most douchey cop ever. You know, like, uh, he plenty, is, you know, yeah. plenty of cops are like so cool, but then a bunch are just like fuckheads with power trips. Oh, yeah. That's oh. what Lee's doing right now. It's so, dude. Yeah, I yeah, hate this, the this moralizing. Me. Hey, hey, dude, you're paying a prostitute. He has cigars. <laughs> cigars. We, you, okay, listen, cigars. they're both, for the record, both fine with me. But if you want to moralize, Lee, you're paying a girl to fuck her while her little kid's in the other room with the headphones on watching fucking Rainbow Bright. And you're going to come at him for getting the cigars. <laughs> Get out of here, son. Oh, I hate Lee. I am loving this fucking hate energy we got. We don't get to do this with Battlestar. We don't get to do this. This is fun. It is fun. Reminds me of Walking (laughs) Dead. This is a good time. This is a throwback. (laughs) (laughs) It's a throwback to The Walking Dead. (laughs) And then Negan shows up and he's all, "Ah, I'm leaning back. He's leaning way. Lee's leaning way back. Whoa, what have we here? Cigars? <laughs> Whoa, we got some Cubans. Whoa, what are these cigars? <laughs> what did you kill a teenager with a baseball bat? Dude, that's yeah, see, that's what pisses me off about this scene. The leap of like he's not a viable this is bullshit. It's bullshit. He's not a viable suspect just because he showed up when you happened to be there. Like, that doesn't... No, but you've hidden the information that Fisk is dead. That's not public information yet. He doesn't fucking even know, and he's the vice president, and he showed up because of a prior meeting him and Fisk had tied, and he's like, oh, you're here at the murder scene? <laughs> you might have done it. I'm like, you really think Gaius... Like, I know nobody it's likes so Gaius. I, I know nobody trusts him still, and that I understand to a degree, 
But to think that Gaius being a shifty, kind of weird, eccentric, genius doctor would also be somebody who would fucking put your knee in somebody's back and garret them to death. I'm like, really, Lee? You think he would do that? Like, even I just like, here's my cop instincts, not a cop drink. But (laughs) I look at Gaius and everything I know about him. I'm like, that doesn't seem likely. Like, I might talk to him. Right. You might ask him some questions. He knew Fisk, and they were, you know, they were, they were each, you know, essentially in government together. All right, you talk to him about stuff, but the way he comes at him, like, so when did you do it? Like, what? What are you talking about? There's no, there's nothing to connect him to the actual murder. Nothing. God, it made me so mad that he came at him over this, and he's fucking that chick. And did but see what I love about the scene is Gaius's fucking Dude, replies he gets some spine son. in this shit i fucking love it i love it when and he just like, says dude he, he says as the vice president i've decided to assuage his doubts of my own free will is that sufficient or would you like me to provide an alibi i can surely rustle one up <laughs> <laughs> so fucking dope I dude like, come on son. lee do you like the smell of gaius's nuts on your face dude, he you dumb dunked, shit he dude tomahawk dunked on him hard like double pump tomahawk in nuts in the face Dude, Lee has a bruise the shape of Gaius's left nut on his face. And then, the and, then when the he, and then after he lets go of the rim, he's like, I guess white man can jump. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I do have ups. <laughs> Takes off his fucking Nikes. <laughs> Air Force One's bitch. So Adam and Ty talk. They discuss the blow to morale when losing two command officers. Lee suggests that it's possible losing fists wasn't a bad thing. Okay. He explains that he was up to some shady business. He, he he was up to some shady business. Was he fucking a prostitute whose daughter was in the next room? That kind of business? Uh, uh, huh, Lee? Uh, you ain't got now, a little dirt the, on you? The one thing I will give as far as Fisk being shitty, I feel like the only thing he does in my mind that's legitimately shitty is taking away supply ships from ships they're supposed to be yes, going to and, like, yes. starving not, out course. ships. like. Of that's pretty fucking shitty. Yeah, he was starving out the cloud obvious. nine. Oh, no, the right. Astral Queen. Astral Queen. He's like, yeah, fuck the prisoners. Zarek fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Zarek, Zarek pissed him off. Yep. So there you go. Yeah, I get it. But so like, I get it. That shit's shitty. But yeah, the, the dismissiveness of all of them about Fisk is, is wild. It's um, weird. It's weird. Especially for Ty. Ty talked to him all the time. Like, we're drinking buddies. Like, it would have been like, cooler if really? they established Fisk this way prior to this, and then yeah. and then they saw this opportunity where he does get taken out, and it's almost like they're kind of happy, but they still have to put forth that unified front. Yeah, exactly, like exactly. If, you know that's what I mean? What, Give it a little more that's depth. Thing. I feel like Adama is the guy who, despite personal differences of, you know, how he feels about his own staff and people he works with, he wants to present a unified front mm-hmm. of the military leading yeah. the civilians. And we, we're, we're together in this lockdown. He sent arms. a strike team after Rosalind. There we go. And I'm like, dude, you're just okay with this? You, where's your strike like, team oh, for sucks. the murdered colonial officer? You fucking bitch. weird. <laughs> you're going to let your fucking officers get murdered by this chucklehead on a yeah, ship named after a dumb silly. movie? <laughs> anyway, Lee leaves. Adam and Ty talk. They discuss the blood of Malik, I already said. Unauthorized rerouting of supply runs. He raided chips. He had a small warehouse of high-valuable merchandise. Okay. That's bad. <laughs> Adama assumes he crossed the wrong people. He will need trading partners. Lee thinks he'll be easy to find. Dumb flashbacks. His milf horse kid uh, needs medicine. Wow, that was a bad sentence, right? 
Or oh, his milf whore's kid needs medicine. <laughs> I guess I was getting annoyed at that point. I think her name is Siobhan. No. Lee says he will put on Chevron. 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 Siobhan hears of all the shortages, food and medicine. She suggests that's why there are a lot of hookers now, basically. <laughs> when your baby's hungry, you'll do anything to make it stop. Lee tries to hug it away. doesn't work. Oh, she's just, her name <sighs> is just so bad, Lee. I just, ah, oh, she's so sick from it. Can we get to Ty and Adama? Because, Ty and Lee, because Lee is about to try to play some defense in the paint on Ty and get another double this time, a Dominique <laughs> Wilkins circa 1996. Take them fucking grape, fucking you dunk on your 360 shit. double pump reverse dunk on his face. All ties ass up in his face. That's <laughs> true. It's so good. You're coming in here intruding on my sweaty drunk time? <laughs> I only get that for three hours every day. Asks of Ellen Ty's is hers. Ty says she lost a couple of weeks ago. Lee notes the yummy fruit in the colonel's quarters. Lee gets real accusatory. You must have known she was trading with Fisk, or maybe I'll talk to her. Ty admits that he traded it for it. Big fracking deal. Exactly. I traded my Big wife's bracelet for deal. some fruit. Is that a problem? Is that against the law? Right. He, well, he even points out it's not illegal. They have Correct. no laws about this yet. There is no regulation about it. He took him to Denny's for a grand slam. <laughs> took him for a fucking grand slam scrambled eggs on the side. That's right. Extra bacon for Lee. <laughs> Extra. Coffee okay. and orange juice, Lee. So eat up your grand slam breakfast. <laughs> Compliments of Crystalia's joke. Flashback <laughs> Lee paying Siobhan, right? I love it. I haven't done anything that most people on this ship haven't done, including you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you sucked me dry real good this time, Siobhan. Here you go as a tip. Tell me, lady, you put the kid to bed and tuck her in before you fuck her mother? <laughs> Lee gets up. Doesn't make us right, Colonel. Just a whole lot of people wrong. Oh, really? Oh. It's, it's all or nothing with you, Lee, right? I traded my wife's bracelet for some fucking fruit. That's, that's the equivalent of holding back medicine from sick people. Get out. You're out. You're off the show. Oh, shit. I, There's they, no I new ones. Really wish. What is this, Twitter I, 2018? <laughs> <laughs> I really do wish Ty had just been like, wait, wait, no, 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 fuck this. Wait, I traded a bracelet for fruit. Exactly. <laughs> like, fuck you, dude. I traded a bracelet for some grapefruits. And they're delicious. Want one? Want one? They're so juicy. Bitch. So refreshing. It is ridiculous, man. This is some weird-ass, weird-ass commie shit. Anyway, <laughs> Lee beats up the speed bag. D goes to see him. You didn't make it to class today. Oh. Hey, By the way, hey, real quick. fucking, yeah. Oof. Ooh, yeah. Dwell, yeah. oof. I don't really know what to think anymore. Okay, okay, can I tell you? I know, I know people in my personal life who need to act like D. Close right? Dude, personal friends up. of mine, Matthew. <laughs> yeah. Close personal friends of mine. I want them to observe Duala's behavior here. Same. Dude, she is fucking solid here. I love D in this scene where she just straight fucking asks him. All right, is this going look, somewhere? Is this going somewhere? What are, we, what are we doing? Let's fucking hash it out now. Love her. <clears throat> anyway. Love her. I'm and, not and sure he, what you mean He fucking say. pussies out. He does. Because he's a pussy. 
big fucking idiot. I'm like, really? You're going <laughs> to let the corn-fed, naive <laughs> Billy boy have her when Good. she's like, he hey, you can have me? He's nicer than Lee. That's true. And you know what he can that learn to plow? <laughs> he's got it in his genes. He does have it in his genes. He's got the, he's got the Midwestern plowability. Daniel Fouch in the chat. He's hotter than a hooker. By a million. Oh, so much. Yeah, by far. It's not even by close. Far. Anyway, um, then don't say anything. Indeed, just bounces. Good. Good, good. <laughs> Lee, you're so mopey. Well, I guess so. <laughs> just Anyway, he gets a call from the cloud nine. He runs to Siobhan's place. What's happening? And uh, she's kind of, you know, she's, somebody took their day out on her. And um, they wanted to know about Lee and her. She doesn't understand why they care. Exactly. Why do they care? This is also thin, a thin premise. Hey, you know what I do if I find out that Commander Adamus kid is investigating my fucking rinky-dink four-man operation? I disappear <laughs> for weeks. Yeah. You know what I don't do? Super lay low. Wrap a fucking quarter on his neck and intimidate him and not expect a Marine strike team in 10 minutes after that. Right. It's just right. dumb. You see, it is dumb, I would say, as, as a risk for on uh, fucking Phelan's part. But at, there's a part of me that goes, I kind of admire the risk just because it's such a big bluff to be like, I'm going to straight up attack uh, Admiral Adama's son, hopefully making him think that I am that bold and that powerful and I have a huge force behind me and even maybe some guys in the military are ingrained and I have them under my fucking tentacles of command. They're, they're sympathetic with me and this is bigger than you think and you should really back off. I think that's the ploy he's going for, but it actually is a fucking dumbass risk because like you said, he only has like four guys to back it up. So as soon as Lee continues to pursue it it's like ah you're fucked <laughs> like that was it like your whole bluff is is blown right here the second he doesn't back off after this it does feel like it doesn't it like he doesn't have a lot of uh, i get i get your point which is like oh he can he's he's projecting a power in a sense right but i definitely Trying. feel like he doesn't have a lot of people but i don't know that's just the impression i get and, and i just hate him i hate <laughs> so many things so much vitriol <laughs> you know hating on this episode but um you know, I know before we got on the mics, you were talking about, and we, we didn't want to spoil it or anything, but you were talking about, you know, you liked the fight. It's good, right? I mean, the actual combat is right. pretty slick. It's in, and mean, it's the melee itself. Like, right. I mean, it, it's just an intense, like, visual of Lee having to be, not just like somebody's choking you, but they have a fucking wire, like, around your neck. His neck's Yeesh. getting more red, and he's having to sit there and watch them beat on Siobhan, and he comes, you know, fucking Phelan just comes in there and is like, I know who you are, I know who your daddy is, and I don't fucking care. Right. And then fucking, like, knees him in the temple, knocks him out. Like, it is, it's a, I would say the violence is shockingly brutal in a good way. Yeah, it's definitely... Anytime you've got something around somebody's neck, there's a Dude. a visceral and uh, very intense physicality to that. It's just right. brutal. It's so again, it's super dangerous, man, to wrap things around people's right. necks. <laughs> and not even just like the wrapping and the strangulation, but like we already saw it with Fisk's body. Like this shit will like start to cut your head off. Like it is sharp and right. just ugh. You're right next to all those big important arteries and veins. Yeah, for sure. Ooh, scary. This this is the point though where he's kind of declared war, right? He's kind of said pretty much, dude. Ugh. Well, he's like tell Adama to go, let it go. All right, we'll see. We'll see you real soon in your bar. Real I, soon, right? 
<laughs> and again, Bill Duke, so good. He makes such a good intimidating. I'm going to lean down your face and fucking scare the shit out of you, mob boss. It's that's just that's what role, he's made though. for. That's what he's made oh, for. Totally, dude. He's right. so good at that. <laughs> well, anyway, like I said, fuck due process. It's war. But Oh, by the way, what a missed opportunity. You know, you know what? No, no. I'm going to save it for the scene because I'm going to inject it into the scene the way it should have been written. I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. All right. You save it. He has some flashback to some bitch we don't care about. Again, right? And then he wakes up. He's all <laughs> fucked up. He calls a medic. He calls a security team, of course. And, right. um, and we go to the scene that we kind of talked about when I was ranting earlier, which is the Gaius and the Rosalind scene, of course. Um, I know we've, we've kind of covered this, but what else do we want to say about this? I mean, I'm still, I'm still Team Gaius here. She's annoying me with her totalitarian nonsense. But this is the part right. that... I think you said it earlier where you were like, I, I understand where she's coming from and offering him an out, but it is right. kind of a dismissive and douchey and arrogant move to me. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I feel like Rosalind's instincts about Gaius in a lot of ways are still correct. But And I'm surprised, honestly, and again, it's like maybe an example of the weaker writing of this particular episode because we've talked about Rosalind plenty of times as being a – strikingly perceptive person, a mm-hmm. good reader of people, a good, you know, approaches different people differently. Like she has that, like that skill of being like, this is how I'm going to talk to you. This is what I'm going to handle the angle. I'm going to come at this person at, and I'm surprised that she would come at Gaius with this whole, like, maybe you should step down. Sure. Know, I don't think you can handle it. And I'm like, that's, he's never going to react well to that. Like, I, I feel like the real Rosalind, the better written <laughs> Rosalind would be like, Hey, so how are you feeling about the, you know the, the reelection? Are, are you thinking about running for you know the president on yourself on your own ticket or like like kind of just probing around to see how he feels and opening up the door for him to come to the conclusion of himself of like maybe I don't want to be in politics like some other way of getting at it. But this rude ass way of just being like eh, I kind of don't think you can handle it. You want to go ahead and resign, save face? Yeah, like, dude. Of yeah, course he's going to yeah. be fucking insulted. And he, you know, he we all know one of the easiest things to tell about guys he's got a big fucking ego. He thinks he's a genius. Like you're, he's going to be incensed always by this yeah you know there's there's a part of me that thinks that you know we talked about the real misuse of his ego last week with the whole or two weeks ago with the whole um nuke thing and really he's gonna be slighted and usually that's dumb he's slighted again here but man there's just so many there's there's so many annoying things about this which we do we do praise her for her perception of people but, but everybody has blind spots, and this could be one with him, possibly, at this point in the show. We don't really know. You don't know. I might know things you don't know. But is it possible as a blind spot? Well, it's tough to say. But what we do know is that he is not thrilled. You know, he is – he's not thrilled with this casual dismissal. And it wasn't that long ago where she was shitting her pants to step into the limelight as well and be the president. And it fell to right. her, just like it almost fell to him when she was dying. And she didn't ask to be president, and neither did he. He just, I mean, he threw his hat into the vice president mix because he was kind of persuaded to and thought it would be a good idea. And he does, there is something about him, there is something studious and intelligent about him to where he might be able to to bullshit his way through politics a little bit, as much as anybody. But, you know, it's, you know, her instinct isn't totally off in, in, in thinking he wasn't really keen to take over because he really wasn't he would admit that under better circumstances but it's just a mishandling it's just a 
she just approaches him all wrong. Right. Right. And he has that great line where he's like, you know, I never wanted to be <laughs> the vice president until right now. <laughs> that was great. That's just a big F you to her. I love that. Exactly. Dude. Yep. Great guy's moment. Great guy's moment. Yeah. I like when, when she tells him, she just says, resign. And that's when he says, charming. <laughs> I fucking love it. Charming. Charming. <laughs> right? Doctor, He's again so with a doctor. This is a one-time offer. You know, Madam President, like you said, I've never particularly been interested in politics, never won a lofty position in power. And then he leaves on a mic drop. Boom. Boom. We, we talked about this a little bit earlier, too, because I know when we were ranting, but this is the, the security guy shows up, and we realize that one of Fisk's men has been left behind dead. Yeah, I like that. That was, that was a cool detail of, like, we leave this scene with him still standing overly and he's retracting his garrett you know line and you're like oh fuck these guys are just gonna ghost on him everything and then we come back to him dead like that was a shocking detail Mm. like whoa i did not expect to see that right and it's a little it's disorientating for sure because you're like why why is this guy dead what happened right and even the die yeah even the like corman whoever comes in there he's like ah one to the head this wasn't you (laughs) (laughs) you're the cop here basically you didn't shoot the bad guy but in walks a familiar face, a face that we talked about last episode that we wanted to see. Dude, this is my favorite scene of the episode by far. Easily, I fucking, right? Dude, I love Zarek in this. He is so Zarek in this fucking scene. Like, he's still in his, like, I'm in my presentable politician's clothes, even though I'm a yes. fucking scumbag. <laughs> I love it. Zarek says he's not involved, has to be careful with the company he keeps. Fisk kept a log. Apparently, he made three runs to the Astral Queen in 10 days. Probably not for prison reform, right? Mm-hmm. Lee wants ship names, so he contacts Zarek. And contacts, and Zarek says he can't help. Can't Why do you think Fisk approached me? Zarek tells him. He knew Adama would catch on, so he tried to force me into taking over the deliveries. Zarek turned it down and at a great cost because Zarek tells Lee to check the logs because no ships with supplies have been to the Astral Queen since Fisk's last visit, which means he was essentially starving them out. Dude, that's crazy. That is so crazy. Like, that's, that's such a huge move. Right. I mean, it wouldn't it have been a cool ship? reveal if we cared a little bit more for Fisk instead of just demonizing him right up front? right <laughs> it's true <laughs> and that this would have been a moment where you're like before Whoa. this you're like well he, he was just uh yeah he was helping people get cigars and fucking a little bit of champagne every now and then who gives a fuck when you find out he's just gonna starve out a whole ship of people make them desperate and hungry like damn that's actually pretty awful this leads to one of the one of the better lines in this episode which is why when lee wonders why didn't you take it to the quorum hell yeah and um first of all it's a Zarek. he's not a tattletale mm. Exactly. But he says, Rosalind, quote, Rosalind is acting like the black market is an aberration. Did you really expect some utopian fantasy to rise from these ashes? I heard the security officer. They gave you Fisk's killer for a reason. They are offering you a way out. Mm-hmm. And that's, to, to be honest, that's actually one of the, I think, strongest themes of this episode that's 
other than this scene handled fairly poorly is that people stay exactly the way they are. Like, even though it's the kind of, in a sense, the post apocalypse, their worlds are gone. And now we're this ragtag fleet all, you, know, you could, you could totally put it on a banner of like, where's this, this, we're the last of humanity in a fleet together. And we're all having to work together to survive. But dude, people are still people like there's fucking drug addicts. There's crime. There's fucking obviously people who are into little kids still. And, and it doesn't even, and that's again, one of the and issues that I take with the episode. It doesn't even have right. to be that insane. It's just people far. have needs. Right. right. They right. want things. They want some luxuries. Once survival gamble once, and shit. Yeah, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Right. But um, that's it. He's just like, of course, they're still exactly the way they are. What did you think this would be? It's, right. Oh, you, you thought that because we're not on a planet anymore, that's just going to go away. Silly. Well, Zarek says just rumors is what he knows. He says there's a freighter. He knows the freighter. He knows it's the Prometheus. Some people say it's off the grid. If you want something bad enough, that's where you go. The deals are brokered by a mercenary named Phelan. First of all, it's not off the grid. It's I part know, of that the fucking me. fleet. That really bugged me. It's like, 100% accounted for by Gata. Call Gata right. right now. He'll tell you exactly where it is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, how off the grid can you be, you can't be and be within the fleet? Like, that doesn't make any right. sense. Right. You're like, either in the fleet or so, not in the fleet, and you're in the fleet, so you're not off the grid. Right. And I'm like, maybe they don't, com- they hide their communications a lot more or some sure. shit, I guess. But sure. come on, you're not off the grid. They're hiding in plain sight, you could say. Right. Right. Maybe they, they remain, like, docked to other ships, and they're never out on the fleet on their own. You don't know where they are or something. Maybe. I don't fucking know. Right. But, yeah, to me, that still struck me as a silly phrase. Like, off the grid. There's, again, we already thought, like, there's maybe 200 ships in the fleet. That's, that's not an uncountable number. Like, you can keep a handle on that. Right. But it's at this point where you know it's over for Phelan in the, in the Prometheus we know where you are and what ship you are. I mean, we can just easily isolate you and assault you. Mm, I mean, there is the risk it. of civilian casualties here, but... Right. Yeah. But we have you... We've, down, I've ranted and raved about this are. part of this whole show long enough on, on this episode, so I... Uh, well, I do want to say one of the things... I don't know about you on your first watch of this episode, but this whole scene, especially how it culminates the, with the him Prometheus. Being like, well, no, 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 with Zarek, where he's telling him about the Prometheus, the whole time I was like, holy shit... This is Zarek getting Lee to do his dirty work, to push Phelan out of the fucking black market. And right. he can actually swoop in. And we see it at the end of the episode. I was like, oh, it's so dirty in Zarek. I it's love awesome. it. That's awesome. It's fucking uh, great. It's probably the best subplot of the whole episode. The, the best. Oh, yeah. Ah, love my Zarek. Need more. Yep, he's great. So more dumb flashbacks, but he does go to the Prometheus for his, his big showdown here. Oh, yeah. This big 90s Steven Seagal movie fucking showdown at the bar. <laughs> you got a, a lot of boxing paraphernalia over here. You got some trophies over here. You're a tough guy. Richie! Anybody <laughs> seen Richie? <laughs> he walks in with his beret. Anybody seen <laughs> Phelan? <laughs> Where's Phelan? Hey. hey, fuck this guy up, Sticks. Chinese guy comes over with broken sticks. Fights <laughs> Lee. That happens. H- he wraps up a you know a billiard ball and a towel. Um, he sees some colonial fleet crewmen. Oh yeah, there they are getting their fucking rocks off. <laughs> I guess <laughs> pay no attention to the locked up children. You Ugh. know the whole oath you yeah. swore. Dumb. Just in a fucking hallway. Just there they are. Yeah, yeah. You had to pass them by to go to the bathroom. You know? <laughs> I know. It's like they're it's a featured attraction. 
Ah, uh, so ugh. it's marketing. They faced him. They put him at the front of the store. You know, you want to get those grapes cheap, dude. You want to move <laughs> grapes? You put them at the front of the store. You ask any store merchandiser, you got to get your kids on a fucking end, end cap. That's where you, you sell the most. That's right. Impulse purchases, man. <laughs> but he does find the little girl locked up, and then he goes to uh, the bar of sorts. I like how this place looks. It's pretty cool. I like the dingy atmosphere. Right, right. They nail that pretty well. Um, a lot of close shots. You don't get to see a lot of it. They, 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 it's good movie magic. <laughs> yeah, we can't make the Galactica look too dingy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's said. being trailed, looks like decadence, and he uh, spots Phelan talking to a couple of dames. My father was in the service too, strict as hell. When the Cylons attacked all the duty and honor, didn't add up the squat. <laughs> That's why I went with grime and criminality, my only principles. Wait a second. I happen to be sitting on the duty and honor that has been provided that has essentially ensured my safety on this fleet exactly. for my criminal enterprise <laughs> to thrive. I guess I'm just not looking deep enough. Like, you know, you, it's lazy writing because it's writing for something that would take place on a city, in a city. You know, it's like, right. you got to right. remember where, where you are and what's going on here. We, yes. It, That's a really good point. Yeah. Right? <laughs> of like, it, it's easy to forget that because this is a crime underlord plot that we're all sure. very familiar with. Yeah. And it, it's just like one of those things at this point. We just recognize the trope of it. And we just kind of accept it and go along. But yeah, when you step back, you're like, wait a minute. Like, you are in a situation that you are being solely kept alive and safe by the military all around you. Yep. It's like, that is a little silly. The only reason you're alive is because I saw her through your eyes. He calls her basically an escort, calls her his. And then, She's uh, one of my best. One of my bitches. Phelan goes on <laughs> to say that Lee seems reasonable and that uh, unlike Fisk, who I think he calls a pig or something, Phelan says he gave Lee everything he needed to close the case. The fleet needs us. We provide. We are the pressure valve. Without us, people would have nowhere to turn. The fleet would tear, us, tear itself apart or something. Honestly, I do like that analogy for what they are, the, sure. world, the pressure valve. Like, that's actually kind of cool, and that's an interesting way of putting it, of, like, all we're doing is relieving pressure that's going to be there no matter what. Mm-hmm. And, like, the, and the children, that's, that's too. They're part of that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You, you got to keep your pedophiles happy. What else are you going to do? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because Lee asks him about uh, how are they helping the fleet, and uh, he says certi- certifying, uh, satisfying certain tastes. Yay. <laughs> it's hard to find the moral high ground when you're standing in the mud. Oh, Phelan, stop. Dude, yeah. <laughs> oh, and stop like, it. Lee has that line at one point, and it's, of course, like, it's kind of presented as, like, a silly action movie line where he's like, well, there are boundaries. There are limits. You might be right about Fisk and how you know, the black market will always be there, but there's limits, and you've crossed over those limits. It's cheesy, but he's right. Like, right. dude, don't try to hide behind, like, well, you know, sometimes people want to fuck kids. I just got to provide. Like, no, you as the provider can say, no, I'm not going to provide that. That's fucked. Right. And, like, kid, fuck and, and kid fucking aside, like the whole, the whole idea that he somehow is a conduit for the provisions that are being distributed, no. Because when you die, other people will figure out how to buy and sell their own shit without you stealing from them. Exactly. Right? Like he has this moral high ground, but he's just so full of it. <laughs> or not even moral so high ground, but he's acting like I max his love when he gets shot. <laughs> love it. Right in the <laughs> chest, too. Uh-huh. Anyway, I came alone, but Galactic tracked me on Dreadus. All they need to vent the ship into space is an excuse. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Mm-hmm. That's what you say. 
I want Siobhan, the girl. I walk out here, you shut down this operation, and you'll all live. I like how Lee goes for the real hard bargain. He's like, yeah. Not only am I leaving, you're shutting this down. I mean, all that's, of it. That's the whole thing. It's true. And he actually, unlike Fisk, has the power to back up that threat. That's for sure. And I think Fisk is too dumb here to, to, to I mean, not Fisk, um, uh, Phelan here is, is dumb in not realizing that. <laughs> but uh, he puts it on Phelan, there's this long beat, Phelan stands up, you're probably right about everything, nobody can stop it, and maybe nobody should, but it needs limits, right, you already said all that shit. You're not going to shoot, you're not like me, dumb flashback, Lee wastes him. Boom. Boom. Done and done. Love when he shoots yeah. it's great. <laughs> big fan, hey, big It's one of his best fine. moments in the fucking series. Lee's? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree. It's a great <laughs> Lee moment. I'm, I'm serious. Like, I totally agree in that sense. I'm totally, like, like, seeing Lee cold, just straight cold draw down ice. and cold as ice wasted, dude, and turn to his henchmen just like, it's done. Don't right. put up. Don't fucking make a big fight. It's done. And they're just like, and they're actually, what I like about it, they're smart enough to realize the truth behind his threat of like, fuck, he's right. Like, what are we going to do? Fight all the, the fucking strike teams that come in here after, he get, after we kill him? Mm-hmm. Like that, yeah. Don't be stupid. It's Once over. the commander of the air group walked into your bar, you're, you were you were done. Exactly. Your little bullshit operation, your little fucking cigarettes out the back of a car shit is over. <laughs> exactly. You know, like you're so fucked, man. And I like you know, it should be said of the. There's a lot I don't like about this episode, obviously, but I like this moment with Lee knowing that those guys weren't going to do dick when he was dead. Exactly, and that's something. That's something I've had a problem with in action movies when the, the fucking guys, oh, what, and spring all over him. I'm like, there's probably a lot of times where dudes just be like, oh, shit, uh, I'm going to bounce. <laughs> like, ah, okay, whoa, let's get the fuck out of here. Like, let, why are we going to get our hands dirty for this dude we don't even work for anymore? Because he's fucking dead. Yep. Fleet relies sure. on the black market, he tells the henchmen, and as much as we'd like, we can't wish that away, but you're, you're still in business for now. Any more killings are holding back or children shit. It's over, right? It's over. Um, I like that I li- because, again, they, they insist on calling it a black market, for God's sakes. It just, <laughs> they love it just that rubs line. me the they wrong way. They love that name. They love oh, it. Yeah. They, they really, really milk do. the shit out of saying black market. Because it sounds so, like, D&D cool. Like, yeah. Black market. It's so stupid. Silk Road leads you to the black market. And then we get some pretty eye-rolling stuff with Chevron and Lee. <laughs> this is really. Chevron and Papaya, yeah. This is really rough. It's over. Dude. I can't be what you want me to be. What are you talking about? I don't want you to be anything. This is shit writing to get her out of the show, at least for now. Yeah. Right? This is lifetime movie, right? It's so dumb. <laughs> I can't be what you want me to be. I'm I can't re- be the I'm replacement, a replacement for, for some girl that we're just hearing about. Yeah. As hey, the viewers, by the way, middle of the second girl- season. Right? That's a huge problem. But also, that girl that she's talking to, uh, fucking dead. She's dead. He just wants someone else, Chevron. Exactly. What the hell? Come on. Yeah, what is this, middle school? Who talks like this in a relationship? (laughs) That's what I'm saying, dude. I'm a replacement. (laughs) Yeah, you are. Every girl who is the current girl is a replacement from the girl prior to that girl. Or guy. Right. That's Same fucking guys, logical. Yeah. That's how That's people it. operate, dumb dumb. You're the next one. Like, of course. If your wife is with another guy someday, that guy has replaced you. He is the <laughs> exactly. replacement, literally. literally. Don't take it so personally. <laughs> right. Right. So melodramatic. And the one, what sucks too is that 
characterization-wise for Lee, there is a detail in here that I like. I like him having been afraid to be a father and now desperately wanting that and not having really any opportunity for that, like not having a relationship with anybody and having like realize he does want to have a family. Like yeah. that's a cool thing for him. Sure. Again, could have been a lot better established and revealed over time than just jamming it up our butt in this episode. Mm-hmm. She wanted to give you a child. You were afraid. You pushed her away. You ran. You didn't stop until it was too late. Really? Okay. What middle school composition book did you read to get that bullshit? <laughs> just kept running, babe. I don't even know. God. Anyway, Lee debriefs yeah, the president. She asks about the Prometheus, the hub of the black market. And uh, I like this. Lee has done this to her a couple of times throughout the series. We'll, in other words, he just did it his way and said, this is what's going to happen. Well, right. we'll keep an right. eye on them. She lectures him on a criminal enterprise being allowed to live. Okay, Roslyn, we get it. You want your dirty government hands and everything. <laughs> and honestly, as far as Roslyn goes, this is the scene that pisses me off the most yeah. off on her. I'm like, hey, Roslyn, there is no one who has put more on the line and their personal personal shit on the line for your ass than Lee. Like, he committed high treason for you. So let's not start busting his chops because he didn't do this thing exactly the way you wanted to. Like, fuck off with that. That's some selfish, petty shit. Yeah, Bill has his back. Dad has his back. We see Zarek hanging with Phelan's people, of course. We see, oh, of course. We I see love Billy it. and Dee getting cute. Love it. God, she's Yeah, hot. honestly. Oh, man, she's um, And again, I'm like, Billy, you lucky fuck. Lucky Billy. Old Nebraska <laughs> Go, Bill. Don't you fuck it up, dude. You, This is a once-in-a-lifetime <laughs> fucking shot for you, bud. Don't oh, fuck it up. Nebraska Bill. You're lucky Lee's fucking got, got blue balls over there and can't do nothing. <laughs> and uh, Lena Dama talk. Bill asks uh, Lee about Lee's brush with death with a blackbird. You've been different, harder to reach. <laughs> We've all been through a lot. Fair enough. I love it. He's like, well, he doesn't want to talk. That's fine because neither would Dude, I. I'm Adama. I loved that. That it's was awesome. Oh, such a great Adama moment. Fair enough. <laughs> We've all fucking suffered. Maybe you don't want to talk about it. And then we get this, this like audience sort of nugget. You should have told me about the woman. Yeah, no shit. Like back in maybe the third episode, you guys should have told us about the woman. Fucking for real. Also, I'm slightly confused by that. Which woman is he referring to? Chevon? It, it's got to be Chevon. Caprica. It's got to be. Chevon. I guess so. I, I guess so. Yeah. Right. Because I don't. That's I don't weird. think the flashbacks were ever made public. Right. Right. Well, but it, like it makes me wonder if anybody knew about his relationship with this woman back home. Nobody whose name knew. we still even, never know. No. Even Ron Moore probably didn't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah there fair enough <laughs> fair enough well that's the episode my good man there we are that's it that is it so we got a couple of listener comments slash questions i'm gonna go over to tony piccolo yeah who's recently been uh been getting balls deep with us again which is nice to see tony back he's kind of he was there at the beginning and he kind of made his way back he's back in there in the patreon days so it's good to see tony active again he tony. Has a good perspective He's, big he's time, been out there big fighting. Big time cosplayer, Tony. He has really cool pictures on his Facebook. Uh, Tony Piccolo, he's been too busy fighting Goku. Get, back, <laughs> get him back into the fold. Uh, Piccolo is such a good name. <laughs> Piccolo ruled, didn't he? Dude, I loved Piccolo. Me too. Fuck he was so badass. Piccolo and Vegeta, man. Yep, Fucking 100%. Piccolo and Vegeta. <laughs> um, just rewatch this episode, Tony says. This, um, a few days ago, and forgot how much I enjoy this particular episode, Black Market presented a different view on the fleet that had mostly only been mirrored, uh, mentioned 
or briefly shown in prior episodes. The change of settings felt appropriate as it was, for me, a good viewpoint of the post-apocalyptic setting Battlestar Galactica is set in. It's something the audience can sometimes lose sight on, except when they actually show the population count. Mankind is down to its last people and has limited resources. The Black Market episode helps the audience remember what is at stake and how bad off mankind really is. Good points, Tony. He continues by saying, I'm sure it will be covered, but Pegasus has lost two commanders in a short time after running into the Galactic and its fleet. A thought-provoking question is, are you ready, Matthew? What might this mean for the tension between both crews and who will take command of the Pegasus with Fisk's untimely demise? Dude, what do you I think didn't of that, even Matt? fucking think about that. Mm. I had forgotten, which is so dumb of me, I'd forgotten that Fisk had essentially ascended to commander of the entire Pegasus. And we haven't seen really any of their officers, really gotten any time with other officers beneath him. So we have no fucking idea who's coming. Mm. Damn. I didn't, that's a huge question I didn't even think about. Good catch, Tony. How about the tension? Do you think there'll be tension between the Pegasus and the Galactica Dude, with the demise of Kane and then the demise of Fisk? Well, I mean, for one, it's good that his murder happened on their own ship. There's at least that. If it had happened on Galactica, right. dude, you'd have another fucking, like, outright hot war on your hands. And, um, and, and I assume that the Pegasus crew will be briefed on Phelan's operation from the Prometheus. Right. I, I mean, it's not like they're going to tell. They, they, I mean, they're not going to keep it a secret of that. How, when you go over there and you say, well, your acting commander is dead and it's classified, I mean— Dude, now that would be such a It's not going to work, right? So they're yeah. probably going to say what happened. Do you think Do you think that will smooth over a potential lack of distrust here? Or, I mean, it, 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 Tony's right in, in, the, in this simple thinking sense. And I don't mean Tony's thinking simply. But I mean that sometimes people think simply. And it's, and it's in these broad strokes. Oh, we had both our offices until the Galactus showed up. Exactly. Which is, yeah, which that- is, which is non, it's, that's not even... Correlation does not equal causation. Correct. It's not even a legitimate thing to say. Right. But no, that's true, though. I mean, like, thinking on big numbers of people, like, yeah, that's how rumors spread. That's how people get riled up and in in mass about something, is those ideas. Well, everything was fine before this. Right. Um, Fuck. Yeah, honestly, I feel like like it definitely doesn't smooth things over. It definitely makes things worse. And I feel like whoever – and, and not like I don't think it's going to break out into another war situation bad, but like still just tensions will be high. Uh, and I could I have the strong feeling whoever takes command next of the Pegasus is going to be very cautious and uneasy about Galactica and, and what's going on. And be like, all right, now we t- I take meetings on my ship. You come over here. Like <laughs> shit like that. We're like, mm, I don't know. Just a little more untrusting. Sure. Which you kind of can't blame him for at this point. I mean, that's getting ridiculous. Absolutely. Final thoughts for Black Market, Mr. Anderson. Boy, final thoughts. Well, like I said, you know, I'm actually I'm gonna I'm gonna read just part of Craig Dealey's uh, uh, comment. Well, like, no fuck, it's sure I'll read the whole thing. He said this episode is interesting as it shows the seedy underbelly of what remains of society. There is understandably a big focus on the military. We are in a war zone after all, but seeing civilian life and what they do to get on with their lives is worth an episode at least. Having said that, this feels like another filler filed firmly in the liked but not loved category for me. Hmm. Uh, I pretty much agree with Craig there uh, on the whole. I, th- I, f- I think I dislike it a little more uh, than you, Mr. Dealey. But I don't hate it. It's not, it's not an all-bad episode. There are nuggets of good in here. 
it's definitely one of the weakest so far. Like, and I mean that all, including season one and all the way up there. It's, it's, it's certainly one of the weakest, if not the weakest, really. Um, but a weak Battlestar episode is still not necessarily a bad one. What I liked, we've already talked about mostly. I like the backstory of Lee regretting not having, you know, taking the opportunity to become a father and wishing for that now. That is good characterization for him. It should have just been introduced better. <laughs> um, that is an interesting idea. And I want he that still to continue. Could too, There's that, right? What's that? He still could. He's young. Right, exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I want to see him. What I would like to see as far as personal characterization wise moving forward, I'd like to see Lee finally trying to to go after a relationship maybe with Kara or some shit i don't know that might get fun and complicated uh but just like actually trying to take shit seriously because he's always been very serious when it comes to military matters and then it seems like with his personal stuff he's just kind of like yeah whatever i'm just rolling with it like he's not taking things as serious and we realize now that he does have that that desire and maybe he should start following it um, so that's interesting and good. Gaius was fucking great in this episode. Mm. Uh, as Rosalind, Rosalind, as annoying as she was here and there, it was still interesting. Um, but yeah, overall, man, the, the, the fucking jammed in there black market weirdness of it all just abruptly out of nowhere and the flashbacks, that stuff is just so distracting and weird and it just, just feels out of place and it, it just doesn't hold the episode together as well as they, they needed it to. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to getting past it. And I do, uh, I am also hoping to see more Zarek again. I want to see him indulging in this operation in in an interesting way. I want to see the consequences of this with Zarek gaining a little more power. I like your style, kid. Um, Gaius, Ty, Zarek, best parts of the episode, despite the episode trying to to make them all you know, we, we covered it in the beginning. I'm not going to go over it again, but mm-hmm. I think I've made my, my points pretty clear about black market. I don't think there's really a reason to, I don't really feel like I need to continue to beat a dead horse with this one. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, Mark Verheiden is the person who wrote this episode. I wanted mm-hmm. to find that information. He has written many things. He's written some daredevil episodes, Hemlock Grove, Falling Skies, Caprica, Heroes, um, multiple Battlestar Galactica episodes, um, which we haven't gotten to yet, so let's see how that goes. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, he wrote Final Cut. Final Cut. Okay. That was the, uh, the, the, the fucking Aussie lady filming the crew. Another oh. kind of low, another low, low, low ball. Yeah. Mm. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Come on. Whoa. He wrote a ton of Smallville, um, Time Cop, the TV series Time Cop, the film. He wrote the screenplay for Time Cop. Okay. So, I mean, he's done a lot of work, obviously. He's done a bunch of shit, so. He's working. He's working. But, yeah, I don't need to beat a dead horse. But next week, um, do you want to know what the name of this episode is going to be? Yes. Next week, we'll be talking about episode 15 from season two, Scar. Scar. Ooh, so, it's, about the, uh, pre- it's about the lion. Prepare yourselves for the scar. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys very much for tuning in. Hopefully, uh, the ranting and raving didn't turn you all off. And uh, if it did, well, what can I tell you? Ooh, and shit. We almost ended the episode without the, me pointing out the missed opportunity I wanted to talk about. Oh, fuck me. What a missed opportunity for fucking 
Bill Dukes in this episode. One thing I wanted to say, well, you know, when Lee pointed the gun at him and he has the line, I think it was, he's like, you're not going to shoot. You're not like me. You know what he should have fucking said? Frack you, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. You got Bill Dukes. Use him. He should have said, I eat cags for breakfast. <laughs> we'll throw back that when Arnold told him he eats green berets for I had green berets for breakfast. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, thank you, guys. We'll see you in a couple of weeks for and with Scar.